Hi, I'm Peter Bint from Hashtag Daily K. Enjoy Show and Tell with Bom Lee, which airs in hour number two on a Monday. What's trending in Korea these days? Learn about the latest trends and popular items sweeping the peninsula. Show and Tell with Bom. It may be August, but spring is in the air because every Monday bomb comes into the studio for a literal show and tell exploring new trends in Korea these days. Hello. Hello, Peter. Oh, sorry. Hello, Paul. My bad. That's it. I'm off. <laughs> She was... me, and she just hit me. <laughs> Sorry. Call me Peter and she hit me. What a start. It's all right. It's okay. It's Paul. It right? is Paul, but yes. they're very similar names. It's yes. okay. It was just like an automatic thing. Uh, yes, that's all right. Sorry. Uh, don't worry about it, but I'm very glad to meet you. It's nice to meet you for the it, very first time. Yes, I heard so much about you, Paul. The terrible things, of course. <laughs> no, wonderful things. <laughs> okay. If you're watching on the YouTube live stream, if you look just below Bomb, you can see the most incredible collection of colorful packages. Wow. and cartons and all sorts of stuff. We'll get to that. Uh, But first, tell us, what is our our topic today for Show & Tell? Our topic today is, as you can see, we have a lot of snacks, but I'm going to be talking about snacks that are popular among the MZ generation. Shall I just leave then? (laughs) I'm too old for this. (laughs) I'm not not MZ. No, but we got to learn about the stuff that MZ generations like to follow up, right? Are you MZ? I am M, not the Z generation. For those who don't know, um, because MZ is a particular Korean term. Can you explain what MZ is? Yeah, it's a Korean term. So it's millennium plus um, generation Z is for people who are born in mid-1990s to the early 20s. And millennial is like people like me, early 80s to early 90s. Whereas me, I, I think I'm Generation X, but I don't feel like it. You don't, I don't really feel like the MZ generation. I just feel like, you know, when people are talking about MZ, I just feel that it's more of the Z generation that they're talking about, not yeah. the M. So it's an odd just, one. Right? So culturally, I do, I don't really think that I fit with the culture of MZ, but just the age wise, I am in the M generation. It's a bit of an odd one because in other countries, for instance, in the UK, they're very much mm-hmm. split. Like you have oh. you have Generation Z and you have the Millennials yeah. and they are different groups. They are different groups. But here in Korea, every news article, whenever they're talking yeah. about it, it's like they two generations lumped together. Mm-hmm. That's true. But we should probably talk about whether they're the, the same or whether they're different. Are they? Is it one or is it two? It's definitely two, okay. I think. Yeah. So when we're talking about snacks, I'm going to divide it into the M generation and the Z generation. Okay. Then, mm-hmm. do, you, do you want to do age before beauty or beauty before age? <laughs> I want to do beauty before age. <laughs> so, okay. So you want to do generation Z first? Oh, no. Just my own thought. But, oh, okay. Yes. So and, then let's start with the millennials. Yes. We're going to start with the millennials first. So I brought in some snacks for the millennial. I think this is like a really interesting topic yeah. that the M generation has like a preference for snacks. But the keyword for the M generation is that they want to save their time while they're working. You know, a lot, most of the M generation would be, you know, just like um, normal like chikjangins. Yeah, like an to, office worker. Yeah, yes. office workers. So they have a limited of their lunch time, which is probably maybe an hour longer an hour and a half yeah 
So we have this culture of eating together during lunch, right, sure. in Korean offices. So what they want to do is they want to save their lunch time as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And then they want to use their time to do maybe they, want, they might exercise or they might have some time on their own. So these kind of snacks, uh, which is... These are protein shakes. And instead of eating lunch together, they would just bring in their own like protein shakes or toshiraks. Oh, okay, it's a little lunch yeah, box. Yeah, a little, little lunch box to save their time on their lunch. Have you, have you tried this kind of protein shake? Yeah, I tried a lot. So this in particular, I did try the chocolate taste one and it was okay. Okay, you're very mm-hmm. much a millennial then. I, yeah. I wouldn't touch a protein shake. No. I need a proper lunch. Gen Xers, I like to go to a restaurant and sit down. But this, <laughs> I think just like this would be not a proper lunch. They would, yeah. might maybe have a sandwich with it. But the key point is that instead of eating out with your colleagues, the M generation would save that time, their lunch time, which is precious because, you know, it's a busy, it's a busy society. Sure. Yes. So they have a lot on their plate. So that's the key word for the M generation. It's really fascinating because I remember, like, if we're thinking back a decade ago, uh-huh. there were no doshirak, no lunch boxes in convenience stores. It no. wasn't really a thing. We had yeah. the triangle kimbap was about all you could get. That was about it. Yes, yeah. definitely. And, you know, a lot of people would really sort of think them if they eat alone as like loners sure or outsiders if they would do that while you know everybody's going out having lunching together yeah right? but the, the rise of honbap or eating alone yes. has really mm-hmm. really shot up it's it's been astonishing because i used to get funny looks right. i'd go into a restaurant alone because i uh-huh. like eating alone i like eating alone too. yeah but right? but some restaurants you go in they're like table for one yeah really Uh that would happen back in the days but now it's like a really common thing i could see a lot of people eating on their own usually watching like uh their phone yes Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh, it's a thing right? it is a thing i have to say the only place where you probably can't do that too easily is the barbecue places yeah that's the one restaurant where you have i did try barbecue on my own too did you order the two portions uh, yeah, yeah. I had to. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of food for one person. Uh-huh. Okay, so what other millennial snacks have you got? Uh, millennial snacks. So these two could be considered millennial snacks. This is a very controversial oh, flavor. Dear. Are we going to get in trouble? Are we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so this is mint chocolate flavored coated. A snack. Right. Banana snack, which is very popular in Korea. And it's been ages. It's been out there ages. So this mint chocolate flavor, it's a controversial flavor. Why is it a controversial flavor? Because it tastes like... So people who are against it say that it tastes like toothpaste. So everybody's like asking, why do you eat toothpaste? Have you you ever... Ever tried mint chocolate? I come, you did? I come from the UK. Yeah. And in the so, UK, okay, we it's... have so much mint chocolate. Oh, so that's like the pro side. So yeah. Oh, well, there d- is no pro and cons in the UK. No, there's, there's some weirdos who don't uh-huh. like it. But some no, weirdos. generally speaking, I, everybody, so, people are going to get, some people are going to get mad about that comment. Yeah, I but, but I don't care. I don't care because I love <laughs> mint chocolate. The, I love it too. The other thing that we have in the UK that's very popular that hasn't really taken off here is, is mm-hmm. chocolate and orange. 
Oh, chocolate and orange. Yeah, those two flavors together are really popular in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is weird mm-hmm. is when mint choco went out of the snack and the dessert category and went into the fried chicken category. Yeah, that's weird. I thought yeah. that was really weird too. That was too much, right? But yeah. So yeah, I don't have a problem with the with the <laughs> mint choco snacks. If you like mint and you like chocolate, uh-huh. why not? I know. So this is sort of like a controversial snack, but I think you know. Korea, it has, it sort of has like a certain flavor that yes. comes into fashion. So maybe like five years ago, it was the honey butter craze. Not anymore. Not anymore, right? You can see them like plenty of them in yeah. convenience stores. So maybe like during the COVID area, it was the mint chocolate getting. Uh, popular again. So a lot of people and a lot of companies were collaborating with this certain flavor and making, you know, everything out of it. Mint chocolate drinks, mint chocolate chicken, as you said. Yeah. Mint chocolate everything. The only thing I want is just, you can leave the chocolate out, just give me mint gum. Oh, yeah. Here in Korea, you can't actually, we don't actually have any popular mint Mint gum. They're very sweet, the usual gums that we eat. And even the toothpaste doesn't really taste like the toothpaste (laughs) I grew up with. It's not very minty. It's not minty enough. (laughs) Okay. Not for me. Okay, so these these are our millennial snacks. Anything else to look at? Uh, This one is also a millennial, and it's also popular with the Z. So these two sort of, it overlaps. Okay. So this is cookie. And yes. what you have above it is yakwa. This is a Korean traditional cookie. It's yeah. like a honey cake. It's like a honey cake. It's really sweet and it's make it super, super sweeter. So it's like sugar exploding. You can definitely get sugar high with this. So this is a cookie on a cookie. Cookie on a cookie. And we call this like the grandma's sort of grandma taste flavor sure. of grandma taste snacks, which we call halmenial cookies mm. that are in trend right now. So we're going to go more deep into it, maybe in another section. So this is really getting big in the snacks, uh, snack market these days. So I guess a lot of the M generations, they're more um, really considering like the back old days when they were growing up, like oh, the snacks. The that, cookies that grandma used to yeah. make. Yeah. So I guess these were unpopular nowadays with the M generation. It's interesting. Nostalgia, I think, always plays a big part of yeah. consumption. Because like, you know, the taste that I grew up with, it's different from the Z generation. Of course. Like uh-huh. what, what is, if you had to name one snack from your childhood that sort of takes you back there, what would it be? Um, I guess like the most representative would be tteokbokki. Okay. After school, right? yeah. So we're talking yeah. about the the thick, spicy, sweet red sauce. Yes, like the kopuki. The mm. it only costs like five hundred wands back in the back days. in the, now it's yes. about five thousand. Yeah, back in the days, like the kopuki that I used to go and eat with my friends. That's a big nostalgia for me. Sure. Which is which is still popular, but it's a little different for the Z generations that we're yes. going to talk about in part two. Welcome. To Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. Arirang Radio. 
This is Hashtag Daily K. It is show and tell with Bomb. And this is Paul Matthews stepping in for Peter Vint for today. Only we're talking about the MZ generations and the delicious things they like to eat. We went with the millennials. We're going to head to Generation Z in just a sec, but we've got some messages first. I've got Siska here saying... Chocolate and orange, also good. Unita's agreeing, chocolate orange, good. And Joshua saying chocolate and orange bonbons are a favourite thing in America. It's a, it's a delicious orange and chocolate. I've got to try that immediately. Uh, Joshua Lee says, I'm not scared of diabetes, lol. Imagine Americans have zero candy bars or chestless than chews. What's chestless than chews? I, I have no idea, Idiot. but I hope they're delicious. Okay, and Lenny also says, sounds like Lex's favorite snack, full of sweetness. I guess Lex is her son, maybe? Not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but, <laughs> but anyway, thanks for the messages. Anyway. Tigerish is saying, amazing, when I was in school, I was told we were Gen X, and at some point it became millennials. It's all very complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. He also says, it's like pineapple on pizza, Paul. People have their preferences and push their opinions on others, like my wife Jen. She doesn't like pineapple on pizza, tells me it doesn't belong on there. Yeah, that's like a big controversy, too. Okay, pineapple then, but, but, on pizza. I mean, you've got to give your opinion. Um, I'm... I'm not like oh. a fan of it, but I'm oh. okay. If it's there, then I could eat it. Are you a pineapple pizza fence sitter? No. no. You're not, but you're not one side or the other. Yeah. Yeah, you're a so fence sitter. It's, it's like, I guess. Okay. But I would not prefer it if, I, if someone asks it. But if it's there and if I'm hungry, I would just eat it anyways. I am, I am 100% behind pineapple on pizza. <laughs> it is delicious. And maybe that's because I'm Generation X or British. I don't know. Corn on pizza. Yes or no? Yes. I'm a a big fat no when it comes (laughs) to corn on pizza. Anyway, our opinions do not matter. Do not matter. They're not important because Mm -hmm. it's Generation MZ. Yeah. It's uh, Unita S here saying, me as an adult still eat the childhood snacks. I eat what I used to eat when I was a kid. I think lots of people are like that. That's what happens. The only problem is if they stop selling the product that you like yeah. or you can't get in anymore. Uh-huh. That's the only thing. It's like when when they discontinue your favorite candy bar. Oh, that happens and that's really sad. Yeah. You have to make it by yourself. You've got to try. But it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> in, the, in the same way, like there's, there's a very famous British chocolate brand. I won't name uh-huh. them. But they sell chocolate all over the world. And the chocolate that they make in hotter countries yeah. tastes di- different. different to the chocolate they make in the UK. Ooh. And so... When I have their chocolate from another country, it uh-huh. still doesn't taste like my childhood. Wow, you have a very, you know, precise taste flavor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a, a very sensitive palate. Yeah, you do have a sensitive palate. Yes, and I love the <laughs> taste of toothpaste. All right, let's move on to Generation Z. We're going to move on to Generation Z. So I was talking about tteokbokki, which is my nostalgic sure. food. And I guess for Z generations these days, the equivalent of tteokbokki is tanghuru. Sounds like a streaming service. <laughs> that does sound like a streaming service. So it's a Chinese, it's originally a Chinese um, snack. So it's very vibrant colors with all these. Ta-da! You I can see it. your homemade tanghuru there. Homemade. So these are shy muskets, grapes, and it's sugar-coated. Yes, so there's a sugar syrup surrounding the, yes. each piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. And then I also tried it with tangerines. Amazing. Look at this. This is incredible. You're like Chef Ryan. There it's... we go. Beautiful uh, segments of tangerines yes. coated in crispy, crunchy it's sugar really syrup. It's crispy. Yes, it's good. So I did make a video of me 
making Tangaru at home. So we're going to watch that okay. and have a look. So let's take a look at the video. Here it comes up on the screen. We can see your your sauce. I'm guessing this is your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have bomb in the kitchen. And you're just using ordinary sugar here? Yep. So the ratio of the sugar and water is two to one. Two to one. Okay, yes. so two cups of sugar, one cup of water. Yep. So and two for sugar. Are you using warm water here or cold water? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. We're going to boil it. So. so you're basically making a simple syrup. Yeah. So that's only sugar and water. That's it. No other flavorings. No other flavors. Basically, the syrup. It's only sugar and water. I'm gonna turn. So how long does this take to to make? Um, I think it took like twenty minutes. That's a long time. Um, yeah, because I had to dip it and then I had to wait it for it to cool off. Oh, I see. But how long does it take to make the simple syrup? Oh, like 10 minutes. Um, All right. The, Did you have to be careful about it burning? Yes. <laughs> the first time it burned, so that oh, no. was my second so turn, second try. Disclaimer, this is video number two. <laughs> two yeah, video is, number one, we cannot was, show you. That was the first trial. <laughs> oh, my burned. goodness. Yeah. And That's more like a toffee color. Uh -huh. I shortened the... Because and why did you choose like to starters, use uh, like grapes and tangerines? So what I learned from it is that it has to have like a certain like stiff form. When I dip it, it makes it easier. And then I used um, frozen strawberry too, but then that was all soaky. So I just learned that it needs to have like all the waters clear out in order for the sugar syrup to be like put on stick it out. stick on okay so you don't want a soggy fruit yeah you don't want a soggy fruit okay so now you've got you've got the sugar up to boiling temperature mm -hmm. and you're you're not you don't want a color on it no. so why are you dipping it in, in the ice like that oh so i want to see if the sugar syrup is ready for the dip because you want to make it crunchy so when you dip it in the ice and if it's still sort of melty and sogging you don't want to use it you're not you know that you're not ready for this dip Okay, so it's the crunch test with the yeah. ice, and that means now you can dip the fruit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so will you dip the fruit straight into the boiling sugar syrup? Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I, 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 sense, I sense you need to have a responsible adult around when you make this. Yeah, it does get... It might be dangerous for kids because it's super hot. And it really needs to taste like candy. That's when you know you're ready. Okay. It needs to taste you need that crunchy crunchy sound yeah otherwise mm -hmm. well you're just eating well just like honey basically yeah. you hear it this is the sound you want to hear okay i'm ready okay so there was the crunchy now you've got this sort of mm -hmm. almost a golden color yeah here. so the important thing is that it's important that you do not steer the sugar while it's boiling yes so it just sort of automatically makes its own syrup so you have to be super careful that you do not want to steer it. Okay, so no stirring, no just stirring. Let, it, let it circulate by yeah. itself. And then you're just simply dipping the fruit in, mm -hmm. making sure it's all covered. Yep. And that's it. Do you, that's do you it. put the fruit in the ice? Um, no. Okay, so you just <laughs> let it dry by itself. Yeah. I did put it in the refrigerator, though. Sure, mm -hmm. okay. Okay, so don't dip your fruit in the ice. <laughs> and look at that. It's so pretty. That is absolutely incredible. It's so pretty, right? With uh, the colors and the syrup shining. Yeah, I can see why Generation Z are big fans of this because everything nowadays needs to be Insta-ready. You need to be yeah. able to put it up on social media, take a photo of it. So it did get really big 
via social media. You know, that was a big thing. Make your own tangoro, like show how you make it, maybe your own recipes, like maybe a new fruit. So that was a big, big thing that attributed to this craze of tangoro for the Z generations. Yeah, it's interesting for me. When did this take off? It took off like during COVID, you know, young generations were home a lot. And yes. Yes. <laughs> Younger generations had the time to make dalgona coffee. Yeah. Which, which required strong yeah, wrist strength and a lot of whipping. I did not try that. That was no. like too much labor. Yes. But this is pretty like quite simple compared to tangora. Okay. Uh, right? This is, yeah, I, I, I think so. Certainly. I think I think you have to be careful because I know that you can burn the sugar and, and uh-huh. scalding which happened, sugar. Which happened to me the first yeah. time. And you don't want to touch that because it will it will scald you. It's yes. it's very dangerous. But if mm-hmm. you if you know what you're doing, it, it sounds like it's relatively simple. What I'm curious about is is how it's changed from the original. Because as I know Tanghudu, uh-huh. Tanghudu is made with hawthorn berries. That's the Chinese traditional berry, which Uh is actually quite sour. So you get the sweet and sour combination. Uh Whereas in Korea, I've never seen hawthorn berries used. It's only been um, grapes and tangerines and strawberries. Tangerines, maybe tomatoes. And I don't, I'm not sure about tomato, but this is not, this is like the pineapple pizza. You know, but you know, they they make like the stevia tomatoes. Maybe it's similar to that. Okay, flavor, I'm, I'm going to say no to the stevia tomatoes. No, I like stevia I've tomatoes. I've tasted them and they tasted artificial, the ones I had. They do, but, you know, I don't like tomatoes personally. So I would then just... don't like... eat tomatoes. <laughs> you don't have to eat them. But it's good for your health and it helps okay. when I'm on a diet. All right, we'll, we will agree to disagree <laughs> about the sweetness of tomatoes, but it certainly is fascinating. And as you said, it's, it's easy to make at home. Is it widely available? Yeah, it's widely available. There are lots and lots of Tangoro, you know, franchises that are opening because of the popularity that's really gaining these days. So I guess like it's pretty very accessible, but it's quite expensive. How you much know, are we talking about for a, for a stick? So for a stick, it usually costs forty thousand wants. Forty thousand. Yeah. Samanon. Oh, no, 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 4,000. 4,000, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, 40,000 for, for a grape on a stick? 4,000. So I think it would be more than one grape. It yeah. would be probably like two or three grapes. Okay, but that's but still pretty expensive. It is expensive because I don't think kids would just, you know, finish up with one, right? Yeah, but I guess uh, it seems like Gen Z, one of the things about Gen Z is mm-hmm. live for today rather than save for tomorrow. They get a lot of allowances. You know, they usually hold their mom and dad's cards. Oh, that's, no. Yeah, that's what happens. That's very dangerous, mom and dad. Don't, <laughs> give, don't give them the card. Make them work for it. So I think that's happened because after, you know, like the hagwans, they don't have a lot of time to go back home. So they would have to like eat with their friends. Sure. So they would maybe go to like a punshik restaurant to get like kimbap or tteokbokki and as a dessert they would have tangoru. I bet I bet you there are some kids right? who are skipping the the tteokbokki and the kimbap and they're going yeah. straight for the tangoru. I bet too, yes. Oh my goodness. There we go. A fantastic cooking demonstration. Something mm-hmm. you can try at home if you're generation we... Z or not. Um I'm, I'm not generation Z. Let me let me yeah, okay. sort of a bit of ASMR. Everybody yes. quiet please. <laughs> Mm. That's a fabulous crunch. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, this is really good because you have that crunch and then the real cool um, shine musket. It just like the sweetness. It fills your tongue. 
It's so good. It's not too sweet. It is a little bit too sweet, okay. to be honest. Oh, <laughs> while while Bomb chews on her shine musket, we'll take a break. We've got more coming up in part three. Curious about Korea? Then Arirang Radio. This is hashtag Daily K. It is show and tell with Bomb, and I'm your host for today, only Paul Matthews. We have just had the most fantastic Tanghulu experience, uh, including a demonstration on how to make it, mm-hmm. and we got some more messages in. Siska saying, "I want to try it, but I'm afraid it's going to crack my teeth." Oh, it's not that hard. It's yeah. just the right amount of crunch. Though, trust me, if you try a traditional British Tanghulu, oh, you will crack your teeth because yeah, we have our own very, version. Okay, it's called a toffee curious. apple. Toffee apple, and it's a whole apple. Covered oh. in a thick layer of very hard Then toffee. That's like a really big tangled, right? Yeah, and it, wow. and it's trust me. I think many children have had to go to the dentist in, <laughs> over the past few decades because of it. You need to saying I wanted to try, but I'm I'm worried it might be too sweet for me. I think we've we've confirmed that. <laughs> yeah, I did have to drink my coffee right afterwards, but I guess for kids, you know, sweeter the better. I have another message from Joshua Lee. It says Charleston chews are marshmallows that breaks your teeth, and zero bars are white chocolate with three musketeers middle with nuts. So he did explain what Charleston chews are. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, because we have listeners from all over the world, and sometimes you know something that's culturally relevant in Mm -hmm. one part of the world is completely unknown elsewhere. Yes, I did learn what Charleston chews was. Uh, Yes, and Tigger saying uh, as for toffee apples, we call them candied apples here, and we use caramel. And Joshua was saying they're actually soft in America. What's the point of a soft apple? You're meant to break your teeth, I tell you. Anyway, enough of the Gen X. So let's go back to Gen Z and millennials. Gen Z, yes. Uh, we can't have the Mara flavor. Okay. We can't talk. We cannot talk about the Mara when we're talking about the Gen Z. So in Korea, the Generation Z is literally, you know. Responsible of the Mara market. Okay. These days. For those who don't know, <laughs> can you explain what Mara is? Mara is also a Chinese dish. Yes. So it's sort of making your own dish. You have all these, you know, vegetables and all these sort of, you know, meat in the dish. And the mala is actually a term that means spicy in Chinese. Yeah, and it's, so a, it's a little term. It's a particular spice because it's the numbing spice from the Sichuan yeah. peppercorn. Uh huh. So that's also a Chinese, but you know, when brought in Korean, they made it sort of customize it in a Korean way. So which is different, and we're gonna show how it's different via pictures. Okay. Later. All oh, right. So yeah. um, so that's uh, what you can see is that's the Korean version mara. So this is mara tang. Mara tang. Because yes. there's all different kinds of mara. Like uh-huh. you, you get mara shanggo, for example. Yeah. Which is the sort of the stir fried uh-huh. mara. So no soup. So that's the mara tang, which is I guess uh, more common. A lot of people. I guess I I do like both. Uh, yes. Mara tang and mara shanggo. So well, what does it taste like for you? What would you what would you say is the attraction of this um, soup? Well, I'm not really good with spicy food, but I like that little numbness that comes to my tongue after you eat the soup. Okay. So, and I like that I get to build my own dish. You know, that's the fun of it. I get to pick all the flavor of not flavors, but you know, the dishes, the vegetables, and I get to uh, pick my own sauce. I think that's the sort of fun to eating mara tang. So, what's your what's your go to dipping sauce? Mine is peanut. Oh yes, yeah, peanut or sesame? Yes, peanut and sesame. But I would, I love peanut. Okay, peanut so that's butter. your peanut sauce. And what's going to be your go-to protein? 
protein. I think um, beef. Okay. Yeah, the the very thin beef. Yes. Yes. Thin strips of beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is basically it's a it's a it's a hot pot where you're not necessarily leaving the meat in for a long time. No. You can do it like you would shabu shabu that you dip yeah. in for a few seconds and then mm-hmm. when it's cooked, take it out. Okay, and so. How is this different from the traditional Chinese maratang? So as you can see on the next picture, okay. so that's the traditional Chinese maratang. And as you can see, the color itself is different. You know, the Korean version, it was a little bit more like um, not as red as the Chinese one that you can see. Yes. Right. It's more of a creamy sort of color. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh-huh. it's it's a muted a yeah, muted red as yeah. opposed to a vibrant mm-hmm. bright blow your head off red. Mm-hmm. So I guess the Chinese version. I haven't tried the traditional Chinese version, but I guess it's more spicier. I guess I'm I can sure. t- I can tell you right now because mm-hmm. I've been to Chengdu yeah. in Chezhuan Province mm-hmm. and I have had the original Maratang. Oh wow, how was it? Uh, it was amazing. amazing. It was so delicious. So you like you prefer the. Chinese I prefer the word. Chinese version because I I don't need it to be adapted for Korean taste because I'm not Korean. So I'm yeah, happy with sure. the Chinese taste. <laughs> but also what I loved about the Chinese version was the mm-hmm. variety of ingredients. Oh, and I know if you get maratang in, in mm-hmm. Korea, you get a lot of ingredients, but there's no frog. There's no frog. Yeah. No. I mean, what's what's maratang without some frog? Oh. I had frog with my maratang and it was delicious. It was delicious. It was yeah. very good. The was other... it fried frog or just... Uh, no, no, no. It's a raw frog raw that frog. you then cook in the maratang. Wow. Uh, so it tastes like chicken. It's it's absolutely lovely. Okay. The other thing that I had when I had my first maratang in, in uh, Chengdu in China mm-hmm. was I had a dancing noodle man. Oh, cool. There was a, there the was dance, a man dancing. A man would come out with uh-huh. the noodle dough oh, and he would dance do this like a dance. performance. Yeah, because he was stretching the noodles out. Oh, like the jajangmyeon that we make in Korea. Exactly. Like a show. But a literal dance. Oh, he was spinning around in wow, front of you. That's really cool. And then we got to eat the noodles and they were delicious. They're really chewy, right? Yeah. And, and I have <laughs> to say, it was the first time I'd ever had the dried tofu noodles. Oh, which I think has now become very yeah, popular in Korea. Yeah, it is popular. And the very, um, we call it dapjak tangmyeon in Korea. That's becoming popular too. Flat noodles, it's yes. Flat noodles, it's very chewy and it's sort of uh, clear. It's not white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, so Maratang, why, why do you think that Gen Z has taken to this so much? Um, I think the flavor itself, you know, Korean people love spicy food first. Sure. Yes. And maybe as I was saying, you know, they could go together and then they could make their own dish maybe that's yeah. the fun of it i think i think yes this generation coming up now it's it's a question of i want to do things my way that's true i yes. want to have my own uh-huh. choice i want to have the personal freedom yeah uh, which and- i think we see it with the millennials as well but in a more conservative way like i'm, I'm gonna eat by myself <laughs> not gonna share with every anyone whereas gen z is like i'm gonna try this and this and this yeah so like mala is becoming really big so they're making like everything mala they're even making you know how i was saying tteokbokki is a big thing for students and they're making mala flavored tteokbokki okay. which was instantly you know really popular it was on the craze it got sold out wow. right away Okay, so this is yeah. this really is the honey butter chips of, yeah. of this generation. Uh-huh. So that's like a very famous franchise tteokbokki restaurant. And they uh, recently made Mara flavored tteokbokki. Amazing. Yes. It's incredible. I really want to try that too. Okay, so because it's sold out, you've never had a yeah, chance. Yeah, I never had a chance. And you've also brought in some instant noodles that sort of mm-hmm. represent the Mara flavor as well. 
Yeah, since Bada is so popular these days, a lot of convenience stores and companies are making everything like Bada flavored ramyeon. As you can see, um, this isn't Bada, but this is Mara and Rose combined. Yeah, noodle this is, is, is a big thing too. Another Korean fusion thing that yeah. came up about 15 years ago. The uh-huh. rose topoki. Yeah, I like the rose topoki. It's good. It's creamy. And then I guess like the baratang for the Korean version, it sort of looks like, you know, the color itself, it's sort of rose colored, right? Yes. Less red than the Chinese. Yeah, I, I think I think that that spice is good, but if it's too spicy, then mm-hmm. it's too spicy and it's not tasty. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Korean, but I'm not good with spicy food. And they also made these. What? Are, look, can you sh- <laughs> show if if you can see on the camera? That describe what this is. So it looks like squid. It's cognac. Cognac. Um, it's. What is it? It's, it's a jelly. Chewy. It's a jelly, yeah. yeah. It's a jelly with zero calories. So this is good who are on a diet. And it's bada-flavored cognac jelly. I'm not sure how I feel about this. When <laughs> when you introduce a food with zero calories, I'm uh-huh. like, why should I eat this? So this is really... <laughs> Just like nutrition-wise. Yeah. yeah. If I'm eating something, I want to have some you know, nutritional value. But it's good to make yourself full without, you know, filling up that calorie. I'll have the bowl of noodles to make me full. Thank you <laughs> yeah. very much. But um, this is, if you touch it, it's very, you know, squishy, squishy. Okay, I, I yeah. really do not like this. Put it away, please. <laughs> okay, Put I'm it gonna, away. I'm going to hide it. Okay. We started so... off sweet and lovely, and now we've just gone creepy and squishy. <laughs> It's vada flavor cognac. Uh, well, th- thank you so much. You've introduced us to a, a world I wasn't expecting to learn about today. <laughs> but yes, if you want to know what Gen MZ, the millennials and the Gen Zs, eat, mm-hmm. then you've had a good demonstration today from mint chocolate uh, snacks to uh, very, very sweet sugar-coated grapes to mm-hmm. uh, incredibly spicy Chinese food. Yes. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you, uh, Paul. It was great to have this corner with you today. It was absolutely wonderful. (laughs) And uh, Peter, we'll see you next Monday. Okay. That was Show and Tell with Bob Lee, airing in hour number two every Monday on Hashtag Daily Cake.